You are now listening to Talks with Him, hosted by Jay Lamar. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Talks with Him podcast. I am your host, executive matchmaker, and dating coach, Jay Lamar. Let me tell you a little bit more about Talks with Him podcast. Each episode, I will invite a new, single, honest, intelligent man to co-host alongside with me. This podcast will allow that single man the safe opportunity to discuss their dating experiences, talk a little bit more about who they are, and what they're looking for in a partner. Some might call this matchmaking via podcast. Well, I would certainly agree. Listeners, this is your chance to get to know more about him. But before we get to know about those honest, intelligent men, let me tell you a little bit more about me. I am Jay Lamar, a dating coach and certified matchmaker, entrepreneur, on-air personality, content creator, producer, writer, lover of Jesus Christ, and so much more. I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio, born and raised. I'm a proud mama's boy. Hey, ma, I know you listening, girl. (laughs) I love the Cleveland Browns, the Cleveland Cavs, the Cleveland Indians. You can't be from Cleveland and not love the sports teams. I graduated from high school in 2006. Shout out to the class of 06. Was good. Got my bachelor's degree in 2009 and then my master's in 2018. I became a certified life coach and a certified matchmaker in 2015, which led me to start my own matchmaking and dating service company, Honest Intelligent Men, a.k.a. We Find Him. Now, before we get into my matchmaking company and the business side of things, it's time for a little story time. So let's backtrack. Let's take it back to uh, the year 2010. In 2010, at the age of 22, I moved to Atlanta, Georgia, one of the best cities in the world. I was newly engaged. I had the plan of moving my fiance to Atlanta with me in six months, but uh, that didn't go as planned. But I can say Atlanta was the place where I found myself and my true passion. In 2011, I started working for a media publication. I was hired as as an executive assistant. (laughs) Y'all, that lasted for about two weeks, two or three weeks. And the media publication, the chief of operations for the media publication came to me and asked me, did I really want to do that job? And I said, no. And they said, good. They said that I would be better on air. I'm like, what do you mean? They said they were looking for an entertainment correspondent to go around to different events, interview people on the red carpets. Little did they know that from a child, my dream had always been to be on television. I wanted to be a lawyer and a judge and have my own TV show like Judge Judy. I've been saying that since I was like seven years old. But of course, things have changed. I didn't go to law school, decided not to major in poli-sci or pre-law, and God led my path in a different way. So in 2011, while working at that media publication, I was interviewing people left and right. I truly had a passion for being an on-air talent. I truly enjoyed it. During that time, I also started my first business, Shy Tie. Shy Tie was an innovative network company that made ties for men, women, children, and pets. Man, I loved my first business. At that point in my life, I realized that I wanted to dedicate my time and energy 
to entrepreneurship and advancing my career in the entertainment industry. This transition was not only hard for me, but it was hard for my fiance at the time. The life he wanted for us no longer matched the life that I wanted. He wanted a low-key white picket fence, cute little bungalow. (laughs) I wanted nine feet gates surrounding my 7,000 square foot, six bedroom, eight bathroom estate. We wanted two different things and neither one of us could come to a compromise. Me wanting more out of my life and him wanting less made my attraction for him change. I was no longer attracted to him and the mediocre life that he wanted. I knew that at this point, he wasn't going to be an asset to my future, but he would be a liability. He was angry that I had dreams and blamed it all on me moving to Atlanta and advancing my life. So many things transpired over the next two years. Me learning more about myself, me loving myself. And there I was, 24. First engagement ended. I was heartbroken, but I knew I deserved better. Then just a year later, I was in another relationship, which quickly escalated to me being engaged again. So here I was, 25, on my second engagement. I wasn't happy. I felt this relationship was a lot different than my first. A lot more toxic. But I felt like I had a point to prove. I don't know if the point was I could make it down the aisle. That I can make this relationship work. Because we look good together. And I always said this relationship is picture perfect. But outside of that picture. Things weren't so perfect. It was a very toxic relationship for me. And soon after the engagement happened, the relationship ended. And there I was, 26, almost 26, second engagement over. Engaged twice before the age of 26. (sighs) That's a story to tell. I didn't know how to properly process my thoughts. I felt great that I had ended both relationships before they had driven me crazy. But then again, I felt like, wow, is marriage not what I need right now? What's wrong with me? I couldn't find the answers within myself. So I got a therapist, which truly saved my life. Therapy taught me so many great things about myself. 
it really allowed me to process those breakups and realize those breakups were just a part of my journey to make me who I am today. I remember during one of the therapy sessions, the amazing therapist challenged me to reach out to both of my exes um, and ask them a very, very vital question. He wanted me to ask each of them why they treated me the way that they did. I really didn't want to reach out to neither one of them. But I said, you know what? I'll just reach out to the last ex because he wanted me back. You know how that is. <laughs> um, so I reached out to him and had an honest conversation with him. And this is what he told me. After I asked him, why did he treat me the way he did? He said, because I knew that you were more in love with me than you were in love with yourself. And he went on to say, I know this sounds manipulative, but I knew that I can get whatever I wanted from you because you love me more than you loved yourself at that time. And that hurt me because here I am, this fine, handsome. <laughs> Back then I was a little twink and gained some weight since then. Um, but there I was. I thought I had all the confidence in the world. I thought that I exuded confidence. I thought that people looked at me and was like, he's confident. I didn't know that being in love caused me to not only be vulnerable, which you're supposed to be vulnerable in love, but it also took away my confidence. I didn't know that. So in that moment, him telling me that made me, number one, hate him more, <laughs> just to be honest. Um, but number two, made me realize that I don't think that at that moment and after that moment, I needed to be in a relationship. After that, I vowed to spend the rest of my 20s loving myself, taking care of me. I hadn't done that in my early 20s because I was in a committed in two committed relationships. I was so focused on making sure those two people were all right that I did not make sure I was all right. You live and you learn. But from that moment on at 26, I told myself, the rest of my 20s belong to me. I'm going to date me. I'm going to love me. I'm going to cherish me. I'm going to make love to me in every way for the rest of my 20s. And I did, y'all. I mean, I'm 31 years old, 31 and fine. I loved the rest of my 20s. I enjoyed myself. It was new. It was fresh. It felt great to only worry about me, my feelings, what I wanted. And then that, that new self-confidence that I had and the people that it attracted to me. It was great. The stories that I can tell... <laughs> Well, this is my podcast. 
the stories that I will tell are going to be very interesting about me dating in my 20s and the rest of my 20s and living life and enjoying myself. Y'all, I got some stories to tell, but y'all got to tune in all season to hear those stories. <laughs> so let me, let me tell you what led me to doing this podcast. So through those failed engagements and other dating experiences, I wanted to create a brand that educated and helped men learn how to love themselves and date at the same time. So in 2015, myself, along with my wonderful bestie, Crystal D, um, started Honest Intelligent Men Matchmaking and Dating Services, also known as WeFindHim.com. We Find Him is a luxury dating service and matchmaking brand geared towards helping same gender loving men find themselves and find love. The reason why we were so focused on not only helping people find love, but helping them find themselves was because through my dating experiences, I realized that I was dating a lot of broken people. And through the process of dating broken people, I realized that a lot of those men were trying to break me or break other people around them. And I said, the common issue that I'm finding when I'm dating people is nobody is really happy with themselves. And they're looking for somebody else to create that happiness for them. I was one of those people. I truly was. So I said to myself, I need to create a brand that would have helped me when I was single and dating. And that's where we find him came from. Our services are truly geared towards uplifting, encouraging, motivating, and helping people find themselves before they find love. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself is find out who you are and love on yourself before you allow somebody else to enter the picture and you love them. Man, the journey to love, y'all, is it's a good journey. If you're whole and if you are loving who you are, it only makes the journey better. Because you'll only accept certain things when you really love yourself. Through conversations with my friends and clients, it allowed me to create this podcast, Talks With Him. Uh, after talking to friends and, and clients, they said, well, you're an on-air personality. Like, when are you going to create a show? When are you going to create this, you know, to show your talents and, and, and also showcase you helping people find love. And, and I was like, you know what? I think it's time. For me to create a platform that truly shows how passionate I am about helping people find love and also helping people find love. So, boom, there was talks with him. It was birthed. I feel so great about this podcast, you guys. I feel so, so great. 
Um, story time. It's a little backtracking. So let's backpedal to 2016. I moved to Los Angeles. Uh, this was such a huge move for me because it was so far away from home or from my close family and friends. But I took that leap of faith to enlarge my territory. I knew God had great things for me. And it was time that I went after them. Atlanta was so good to me. So good to me. But I knew I had to see what else was out there in the world. This journey in LA has been a wild one. But here I am three years later. Still standing. Hosting with two digital media platforms. Feature on a couple nationally syndicated shows. Started my own podcast. Business going great. I can say I'm truly, truly grateful and happy at this moment in my life. Yes, for all you wondering, I am still happily single. Five years later, it's just been me, myself, and I. And I have enjoyed it. It has been so much fun. Yes, I've dated. So you're going to hear great dating stories about me dating all around the country, dating in L.A., dating in the Carolinas, dating in Texas. You're going to hear all those great stories during this podcast. But I can say that through my dating journey, I've continued to love myself more than I've loved anybody else. And it feels good, y'all. It feels really, really, really good. So prayerfully through this podcast, everybody will get the opportunity to not only learn about somebody else, hopefully match with somebody else too, but you'll ask yourself questions, get to know more about yourself and love on yourself. The best thing you can do while dating is take care of. And love yourself. Like you have to. You have to. So I'm so excited for this season, y'all. I'm so excited for the great men that we're going to have on here. I'm excited for this platform to be enlarged. I'm just so excited. So every episode, we're going to have our special segment. Um, So our special segment is questions from the Himbo. So questions from the Honest Intelligent Man Bowl. So what is the Hem Bowl? So when we do speed dating events, we have Hem Bowls at the table. So these bowls are full of questions. So typically, once the conversation gets a little dry or the person, you know, the people are maybe too nervous to start the conversation, they can pick those questions out of the Hem Bowl. So these questions allow you to kind of let your guard down, lead the conversation. They're very fun, flirty questions. They're serious questions. Just all different type of questions so you can really get to know somebody. So I'm going to pick a couple questions from the himbo to kind of start the season off. See, y'all ready? Y'all hear me picking? Okay. So question number one that I got. Okay, y'all, I'm picking this blind. Oh, okay. This is a good question. Do you want 
kids? Um, absolutely. No questions about it. I definitely want children. Probably just two. Um, I always wanted like four kids, but the older I get, the more I realize how expensive my niece and nephews are, my godbabies are. So <laughs> I can definitely do two kids and I'm good. Preferably, I would want probably two boys, but I know I'm probably going to end up having a boy and a girl. So I'll definitely want kids, but a boy and a girl. So let's see. Second question. Dun, dun, dun. Second question. So when do you think is the right time for two people that are dating to meet each other's families? Hmm. So for me, I definitely think that you can kind of get a vibe and kind of gauge when you're making that next step. Because that's definitely a serious step, introducing somebody to your family. Now, I know it's different. You know, you're dating somebody. They may meet your cousins. They may meet your siblings before they actually meet mom, grandma, dad. Um, but I think that that's just depending. You can't really put a time frame on it. I think when you know that it's getting serious and you're not like a a serial dater, then you know like what the right time is. I know for me, you know, anytime I was getting to know somebody or getting serious with somebody, like I waited kind of probably like two months. I wanted to fill them out before they met my family. Now, my family hasn't met anybody in about probably like five years that I've dated or talked to. I haven't been serious with anybody for them to meet. So it's been quite some time. And I can say that my family is growing a little restless because they do ask me often, you know, who are you dating? When are you going to bring them around? Um, and I'm like, okay, hold your horses. Give me a second. Let me get my life together. And like, you know, one of my aunts is like, okay, it's been five years. Okay, now bring somebody around. <laughs> so I, I would say you can't really put a time frame on it. But I would say like you can get a feel. To me, after you've known somebody for like two or three months, you know if they're worthy enough of meeting your family. So let's see, next question. Oh, would you ever be in an open relationship? Hell no, I wouldn't be in no damn open relationship. I'm sorry, I had to get serious on that note. No, I wouldn't be in no open relationship. Let me tell you something. I respect people that are in open relationships because that works for them. You know, they have their boundaries. They have their rules and regulations, which I think every relationship has its own way of doing things. As for me and my relationship, I don't want no open relationship. Like, I don't want to know that I don't want, nor do I want to know that my partner is out in these streets sleeping with somebody else and thinking that they have my approval. Hell no. You see all this? You got all this. You don't need nobody else. So no, hell no. I can't be in an open relationship. Hell to the no. All right. Final question. Out of the himbo. Da, da, da. Who is your celebrity crush? Ooh. I know y'all. If y'all follow me on Instagram for years, y'all know who my celebrity crush is. I'm still in love with Jesse Smollett. Okay? Y'all can say what y'all want about him. I'm still in love with Jesse Smollett. Okay? I'm, you know, I love Jesse. 
You know, I, I still think he's attractive. He's so handsome. I think we still have cute babies together. I'm still in love with Jesse Smollett. So that's my celebrity crush. That's always going to be my celebrity crush. Maybe one day we'll get Jesse to come on talks with him. You know, not for y'all to really learn about him, but for me to learn about him. Like, I would be selfish. I don't date clients, but that one right there, he can have all my attention. <laughs> I would definitely, definitely date Jesse Smollett. Even with all the situations that have been going on, I love Jesse, and I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> but, y'all, thank you so much for getting to know more about me. Get prepared for this season of Talks with Him. It's going to be a lot of laughs, a lot of fun, a lot of in-depth conversation, and a lot of single, honest, intelligent men. So tune in next week for the official launch of Talks with Him. I'm your host, Jay Lamar. Until next time, continue to fall in love with yourselves. Mm-hmm.